the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Three key figures from the now-concluded impeachment have lost their White House position. President Trump has immediately recalled Gordon Sondland from duties as ambassador to the European Union. Sondland had delivered controversial contested testimony during last fall's impeachment inquiry. Also removed from the White House is U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who was escorted out of the White House complex, now for Pentagon reassignment. That is George Bonzani. An American has died of the coronavirus in China. The U.S. Embassy in Beijing said in a brief statement, a 60-year-old American citizen was confirmed to have been infected by the coronavirus and has died at a hospital in Wuhan, a Chinese city at the center of the outbreak. It said it would have no further comment out of respect for the family's privacy. I'm Charles de Ledesma. And this is SRN News. Eric Metaxas wants people to try to open their minds. A lot of people have been upset with me for my support of the president. I think, well, try to understand why. Anytime somebody says, oh, you're just selling your soul for political power, it's just kind of funny that people say that <laughs> as though like they know that's true. And I think, look, if you know me, I would like to think that you'd at least know that, that I would never want to do anything like that. So maybe it's worth trying to understand what I'm saying. Let, let's try. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Up next here on AM 1280, The Patriot, we have the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg. That's coming up next. Glad to have you with us. I'm in the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Just after 1 p.m., your forecast calling for a clear day, 18 for the high. One to two inches of snow are possible overnight, and one to three inches are possible tomorrow. A winter storm watch in effect from this evening until tomorrow afternoon. That is your forecast on AM 1280. The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, is next. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, uh, shotinthedark.info, and... and by the way, it was a big week for that blog. My blog turned 18. It can vote. It can join the military. It can uh, it can get prescriptions. It can sign contracts. And if you are willing to to pay it money, boy, it's more than willing to sign a contract with you on behalf of its uh, of its father, myself. Anyway, uh, that's uh, we'll be talking about some other anniversaries later on in the show here that uh, happened this past week. First week of February is a big week for well, me personally, for this broadcast, for uh, the nation in many ways. There are a bunch of uh, important anniversaries and observances this past week, in addition to all the news that happened this past week uh, in Ray, the impeachment and uh, other goings on in, in, in D.C. But I want to tee things up with something a little closer to home, because let's be honest, we have a station that is on a network with some of the premier political analysts on all on a national level all week long. We got Hugh Hewitt on the scene in D.C., who, uh, for all of his quirks and flaws and, and, and so forth, is one of the better political analysts out there, even if he's uh, so frequently wrong on, well, basic pronunciation and things like that. Nonetheless, he's a sharp guy. Uh, we're told he went to Harvard. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's also from Ohio. He may have mentioned that. He may be a bit of a Browns and Indians fan. Again, I don't know. It may have popped up once or twice on the Hugh Hewitt show uh, every morning. Plus, we've got Mike Gallagher. We've got Dennis Prager. We've got Sebastian Golka. We've got uh, we got we got Larry Elder uh, on the afternoons. I actually have a car that has a working radio now, so I actually get to listen. Well, I should say, I have a car that has an antenna on it that works so I can get AM radio again. And so I'm able to, to catch up with the entire Salem lineup all week long, which is great. 
And it reminds me that uh, in Ray talk of impeachment and also the, uh, the, the Iowa caucus this is past week is probably less vital that I touch base on those subjects because you hear about it all week, which isn't to say that, uh, where that that I'm not going to discuss any of them. It's just that it's some of the, the local stuff gets short shrift when you have a, a show that is entirely based, uh, I should say, a station that is so heavily uh, outside the Twin Cities. I I blame climate change. So, uh, by the way, this uh, this past week though we we had some reminders, a uh, couple reminders that uh, the. Progressive governance in the Twin Cities is working exactly as well as some of us predicted it always would. Now, I have, uh, and that's an ambiguous sort of uh, statement that is intentionally vague for the moment here. I I just, I'm going to use that to set up uh, the next thing I want to talk about here today, uh, which is, well, uh, conservatives tend as just a, a social thing to to like their cars cars are a part of americana cars if you grew up in a rural area were a necessity of life if you wanted to do go more than a few miles from home which in rural america then and even more so now pretty much everything you want to get to is more than a few miles from home i mean back to school shopping in my hometown sometimes meant a hundred mile trip uh yeah we had stores in my hometown but i mean Fun stores. You had to go to Fargo, right? Uh, not and and from some of the smaller towns. I mean, literally, it's it's people would come into town from some of the outlying farm communities that had no stores, even in the eighties, uh, to do their their back to school shopping, their Christmas shopping, whatever. I mean, you'd need a car. Anyway, a long story, somewhat shorter. The the car is a part of the American identity. It's one of the things, in some ways, that that. It didn't make America great, but it's something that's part and parcel of of American greatness. It's a, it's a it's sort of a symbol of of what the free market did. I mean, cars 120 years ago were playthings of the wealthy. Uh, I mean, cars from I don't know 18 the late 1880s when the first car was built, uh, Daimler Benz to uh, to into probably about the early 1900s were incredibly expensive how expensive uh the original i think the i forget we forget the name of the model but the original cars offered by ford chevrolet oldsmobile packard uh some of the other early makes uh that i mean and at one point there were hundreds of different car manufacturers out there they were mostly handmade and the list price for i believe i want to say it was the ford model m which was the, the closest thing they had to a standard Ford model uh, up until about 1903, 1904, maybe 1906. I'm sort of fading on some of the trivia here. Uh, was handmade by groups of craftsmen that would basically crank them out one at a time in a in a in a factory shop, and it ran for five thousand dollars. And uh, five thousand dollars, by the way, in $1,900, which has an exchange rate of about 40 to 1. So you do the math. Well, no, I'm from the generation that could still do the math in our head. That's $200,000. You think of a $200,000 car today, you're talking a plaything of the wealthy today. Well, that's what cars were back then. And and then along came uh, mass production in the Ford Model T, which came out, uh, my board operator, Eric, reminds me, uh, in 1908. And the price of the car plummeted. I mean, to where, down to the point where before World War I, a brand new Model T off the production line cost, I believe it was under $300, list price. Now, again, uh, a dollar back then was worth 40 bucks today, but... That's the equivalent of of uh, of, of under twelve thousand dollars. I mean, in inflation adjusted dollars, it's the equivalent of buying a, a low end smart car or a, or a low end Kia these days, which is fine. People could afford them. It put America on wheels, and and it's not a leap to say that if you find people who are rooting for mass transit, they're probably on the left now. In saying that, I do live 
in St. Paul. I live in the Midway. I My day job is not radio, believe it or not. And I've had the occasional job where I've had to commute to one or another of the downtowns. I worked at one downtown St. Paul company for a number of years. I just uh, finished last uh, spring. I finished up a year and a half as a consultant at a downtown Minneapolis company. And because of the scarcity of land for things like parking lots and because of city of Minneapolis policy this last few years, uh, uh, where you used to be able to park in some corners of downtown Minneapolis, like by the Metrodome on non-game days for a, for a dollar, two dollars, and find ramps on the north edge of downtown in the gateway for like six bucks a day. Nowadays, you're doing well to find parking for 16 bucks a day, and closer to the office was more like 30 bucks a day. And I knew people who paid that. I mean, five, uh, what was that? That comes to about 160 bucks a week, uh, 1600 about, about, about $8,000 a year to park uh, if you want to park near the the office if you work in the in the core of downtown Minneapolis down by in my case near city hall that's a lot of money so the path of least resistance much as i would have preferred to drive was to take some form of mass transit i'm blessed <laughs> with a bus that runs in front of my house that takes me as buses do in st paul to the green line and i would jump on the train i would go downtown because whatever you can say about riding mass transit uh, especially the green line it was cheaper it cost a lot less it's two bucks a day i'd buy the little card and i'd swipe it on the little machine of course fewer less than half of the people who ride the train actually pay fares we've discussed that with dave osmek on previous shows uh the 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 met council takes in about a dollar per rider on the blue line and the green line which given that the average fare is two bucks and allowing for the fact that some people are allowed to ride for free. I mean, handicap people can get the, the reduced price tickets and kids get reduced prices, et cetera, et cetera. Kids going to school, whatever. But if you ride the train, you know, any length of time, especially later in the day, especially weekend evenings, you see the crowds of kids piling on the train without swiping any cards anywhere, anyhow. And you can see beyond that uh, some of the other riders. I and, and I, I christened the train. Uh, if you've listened to this broadcast over the past two years, you've you've heard me refer to it by a term. That I'm trying to get popularized as basically local slang for the Green Line, uh, the Vomit Comet. And I say this because. There was one morning during the deep freeze, I don't know, last January. Nah, it was during the Super Bowl, so two years ago, two Januaries ago. I was standing on the platform. Well, I walked up onto the platform at Snelling Avenue for whatever reason. I'd taken the A-bus down to university, walked up on the platform, and kind of had to do a little slalom around a couple of patties of frozen, shall we say, secondhand breakfast. And... And that wasn't the worst episode that happened on that train. For example, and this was thankfully in the middle of winter uh, when it was very cold out. I had a pair of boots that I was blessed with. They were they're very watertight. I mean, they're basically like galoshes with laces. They were very, very snug rubber boots. And I was glad for this because I stood as I stood in the doorway waiting to get off uh, at, at my stop. I looked down and realized that what I had thought was a puddle of melted snow was not a puddle of melted snow. It was a puddle of secondhand beer. If you catch my drift and I, if you don't catch my drift, I'm not going to explain it any further, but this is what I was saying. One of those times when I almost wished there wasn't, wasn't a no smoking policy because the smell hit me about the same time as the realization did. And I thought, boy, this train car could really use a cigar right now. Someone smoking up a big, aggressively scented stogie would smell a lot better than this thing I am standing in right now. And I have been spreading the gospel of the fact that Twin Cities Light Rail is is kind of a goat rodeo these days. And I despaired for a long time of, of believing that the Twin Cities media would ever actually get honest about covering 
the the trains and their side effects on their neighborhoods and what is going on on them. And I was somewhat surprised, and I will say happy to see at least the Pioneer Press getting a little bit honest about the subject uh, this past week. And we'll talk about that when we come back, when we come back. By the way, if you want to join me, 651 651- Two eight nine four four eight eight, the number to call. Uh, I'll be. Uh, oh, we'll talk about the rest of the show here as well. So go nowhere. We'll be right back. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money on hand right now, come in to see us anyway, because in most cases, we can provide very easy, very convenient payment options to fit your budget. So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by wherever you are. And whatever you're doing. <laughs> so much to talk about this week. By the way, um, Mercy Me, by the way, just came out with a new single, Almost Home. And we here at AM12 by the Patriot want to send you to meet them in Kansas City. Sign up to win round trip airfare for two, hostel, uh, hotel stay, plus tickets and a meet and greet opportunity at the concert. So go to am12athepatriot.com. Just sign up for your chance to win. Just click on Fan Club. You can sign up once a day. And even if you don't get the big grand prize, you can also win Mercy Me t-shirts, CDs, and other swag. Mercy Me single goodies. Go to am12athepatriot.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, don't forget, uh, we got... Last week, we uh, 
interviewed Tom Funk, who's running for the Minnesota State Senate in District 47. I didn't, I, I didn't, because I don't get out to Chanhassen, Victoria, Chaska very much. I did not know that it was the same district in which a friend of the broadcast, Julia Coleman, is running. And they're both amply qualified, and they're both friends of the broadcast, friends of me, and in a just world, one of them would come to St. Paul and kick Sandy Pappas out of office. Don't care who. We need them both in the Minnesota State Senate, so I, I, we can't do that, obviously. There's only, they're only going to endorse one candidate, and they're both running for the endorsement. So we'll be talking with Julia Coleman later on today. Who to choose? How to choose? Well, that's your job. You live in the district. To me, any district, uh, anything west of Lindale may as well be South Dakota. So I, I, I miss that one. But anyway, uh, if you live in that district, you are blessed and cursed with a choice between two very capable, very, uh, very electable people, both of whom belong in the Minnesota State Senate. We'll be, we talked to Tom Funk last Sunday when I was in for Brad. We'll be talking with Julia Coleman today on the show. So, uh, we'd love to, to have you chime in, by the way, 651-289-4488 or hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter, should you care to join me. Anyway, before the break, I was talking about mass transit. And, and I, I predict, you may recall on this broadcast six years ago, me predicting that it was going to be a disaster, in particular for St. Paul. Because unlike the Blue Line, which opened in 2004, uh, it ran straight through the middle of the neighborhood. And it basically tore up University Avenue in phases for the better part of, I felt felt like, seven, eight years there. I mean, they started tearing things up in, uh, I think, 2006, 2007, I believe, maybe 2008. Anyway, and there were parts of University Avenue that looked like, I don't know, Berlin, (laughs) Berlin during the Cold War. I mean, you couldn't get from one side of the street to the other for a long time. And it killed off a lot of businesses. I mean, it contributed so much to the blight along University Avenue. And it continues to contribute to that blight. I mean, a few weeks ago, my favorite little Russian restaurant in University Avenue, the, the, the Russian Tea House, which spent years in that same location down on University, right off of Fairview, behind the... Uh, the, the restaurant with the, the, the hamburger joint with the red-haired mascot down at University in Fairview. Wonderful Russian food. Little couple who uh, uh, at one point or another did actually have an AM12A The Patriot sticker in, their, in the window where you ordered your food. And the food was so good. I mean, you, they had the usual stuff. You had your poroshki, your borscht, your, uh, your, your, beets, you know, your borscht soup. Best borscht I've had. I don't like borscht. I loved their borscht. They used to be open for the lunch trade for, gosh, I don't know, 25, 30 years. Train came through. They had to keep it down to just Fridays for lunch. And they finally had to close their doors because you used to be able to turn into their little tiny parking lot from either direction on university. Now you can't. Well, now it doesn't matter. They're gone. Like so many businesses that used to be along that stretch of university, they're gone. And the apologists for the trade will say, well, businesses close all the time. Well, yeah, they do, especially restaurants. Well, they do. It's true. But when someone has been earning a pretty fair trade in a location for a couple decades, and I stress this several decades because I, I've lived in the Midway off and on since 1987, the and the, the place was up and running then and, and doing good business. I mean, not extravagant, but good business. I mean, you'd, you'd go in there and they did a little dining area upstairs. It would be all full of people every day for lunch. And once the train came in, people couldn't get there. It was a pain to get to. Uh, even if you took the train to get there, it was a long hike from the, the, the uh, across University Avenue to get to the restaurant, and it's one of a string of these places that have closed down up and down the street uh, over the last six years since the, the, well, longer than six years since they started building the train, probably 10 years now. I mean, you look at all the places that used to be there and are now gone. 
anyway. I, I, I predicted this 10 years ago, and I predicted it, well, even more so, the day the train opened, the green line uh, opened up in, uh, in 2014, and it would, to call it hoopla and fanfare would be, uh, would be putting it mildly. Uh, they acted like it would, <laughs> Twin Cities media acted like the Beatles had gotten back together. And uh, complete with John Lennon and George Harrison. I mean, that big of a deal. You had Senators Franken and Klobuchar surrounded by their entourages, uh, grinning away from ear to ear, riding on the train, uh, along with uh, Representative uh, McCollum, both of the mayors, pretty much everyone who wanted to be seen and uh, be seen, seen to be seen, uh, all the politicians that, that paved the financial way for this boondoggle to go in. They were there. They were on the train. They rode the train, and they haven't been on it again, naturally. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was just—I uh, was on it that first day because I figured I might as well see where all my tax money's going, not just on the train, but Union Depot downtown, where they spent $240 million to rebuild it into basically a glorified bus station, which is what it is. I mean, it's a beautiful old, I think, turn-of-the-century early 1900s uh, train station, great piece of architecture, a wonderful place, and they, they spent a ton of money refurbing it, and they did a good job. It's beautiful. And it's full of transients and street people and whatnot now, so it's it's going to wind up needing to be refurbished again before too terribly long. But that's fine. It was, it was, a, fun, it was a fun trip downtown, except, well, okay, standing on the platform, uh, uh, platform at Hamlin Avenue, I wound up running into a bunch of drunk college kids, uh, obnoxious little brats like Hamlin kids too frequently are, says the guy who lives a block off campus. Uh, another long story. Uh, I took the train downtown, walked around Union Depot for a bit, took the train back home, got back on the line to, to head back to the Midway. And Naturally, I mean, you saw the blight that is most of downtown St. Paul around. I mean, lower town around Union Station, kind of nice, people living down there. There's a little bit of life down there now. And upper town around the, the, the Ordway and around the, 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 the arena, uh, River, River Place, River Center, whatever you call it. Uh, again, nice. There's people there, but there's about a half a mile in between where there's no lights and no sign of human life if you don't look for it carefully. Anyway. Along about this point, a drunk gets on the train. A, when I say drunk, I mean almost too drunk to pass for a newspaper reporter after hours. And he he's one of the belligerent ones. And he starts trying to pick a fight with me and another guy who's roughly my height and size. So he was really hammered. And this is my first night on the train when the train is still has that new mass transit smell to it. And I figured, all is going exactly as predicted. And I was right. <laughs> Last week, uh, the and, and, and by the way, in my year and a half of riding the train every day to and from work in downtown Minneapolis, while I wasn't constantly surrounded by blight and violence, I was constantly surrounded by decay, by the things that make urban life not necessarily pleasant. Lot, especially early in the morning. If I wanted to get an early start on my day and bill some extra hours, I'd be riding downtown. And half the train would be full of, what do we call, transients, homeless people, people who were visibly and audibly uh, chemically altered and impaired. And this was pretty much every morning in the winter. And I, and I found out why that was. Uh, a friend of a uh, friend, a uh, fellow traveler on the train who worked for one of the social service nonprofits, said, "Yeah, uh, in the winter, the social services in Hennepin and Ramsey counties just give out tickets, uh, basically tokens, to get on the train and ride all night back and forth because it's apparently cheaper than finding a, a bed for them to stay in at a homeless shelter." Uh, because as much as we spend on, on housing the homeless in this state, apparently it's still not enough. And on a cold night, uh, the trains will be nearly full of homeless people riding back and forth and back and forth all night long from dark 
till dawn. And in the morning, they somebody usually tries to come on and clean things up a little bit. In fact, that's one of the reasons given for having taken the train, uh, gotten rid of the uh, one 3 a.m. line, which you know, early in the morning trains only run once an hour. They got rid of them to allow Metro Transit crews to clean the trains up just a little bit. Uh, doesn't always work. Anyway, we'll come back to the Pioneer Press's uh, reporting on the subject, much belated. When we return on AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 Ten ten. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call. Hey, don't forget, we recently launched our daily newsletter, the Daybreak Insider. It was caused, by the way, by climate change. Your first look at today's top stories. You get a rapid-fire look at today's news from a conservative viewpoint, detailed but concise. Only have a few minutes. You will get a reply from me. Anyway, uh, you'll get a couple minutes to catch up on today's top stories. Just whatever you're doing, we've got to cover on the, the Daybreak Insider. Subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Use the keyword subscribe. Anyway, don't forget, Julia Coleman joins us at the top of the hour here, uh, part of a uh, two-way race for the nomination for the Minnesota State Senate in District 47. Uh, one of those races where either one, uh, both of them friends of the show, both both of them great uh, great people to have in, in St. Paul. I'd like to have them both in St. Paul. God, goodness knows 
we need them. This state needs them both in St. Paul. Anyway, we're talking about the realization that is slowly dawning on the Twin Cities media that there's a bit of crime, perhaps, on the light rail. And uh, the this past week, uh, the Pioneer Press uh, article by Christopher McGann uh, actually wrote about this. Uh, and I'll just quote from it for a moment here. And I quote, It's not uncommon to find drunks, drug users, and vagrants sleeping on or using Twin Cities light rail trains as a toilet, and not just after hours. That was what two train operators and a certain talk show host told a group of lawmakers. Okay, I I wasn't there for that, but that's what a group of uh, a couple of train office uh, operators told a group of lawmakers Wednesday this past week, uh, saying that they often fear for their safety and are disgusted by the behavior they see. One morning, commuters boarded a train to see a man passed out with his um, equipment in his hand, said uh, Honey Darling, a light rail operator. By the way, this is, (laughs) I hate to say it, this is not uncommon. One of my coworkers, who used to also take the Vomit Comet in from the Midway, said that his first morning he rode the train, there was a guy not, well, he was passed out also. Different episode, <laughs> almost two years ago. But yes, a guy in a state of, well, partial but strategic undress passed out on the train, said Honey Darling, a light rail operator. This is, and she, we're quoting uh, Ms. Darling, this is welcome to the Twin Cities, end quote, Darling said. She added that riders are often greeted by dirty needles and half-naked people when they board the train. Darling said the Met Council and the Metro Transit have been too slow to react to a string of complaints from workers. Quote, I'm embarrassed and I'm sorry, for, but the Met Council should be ashamed, end quote, said Ms. Darling. Metro Transit operates two light rail lines in the Metro, the Blue Line, the Ventura Trolley that connects downtown Minneapolis with the Mall of America, and the Green Line, the Vomit Comet that connects downtown Minneapolis with downtown St. Paul. Both have seen their ridership grow since starting service. The Blue Line first in 2004 and the Green Line 2014. On average weekday, there are 42,500 rides taken on the Green Line alone. Maybe 20,000 of them paid for in some way or shape or form, but we don't know that for sure. At any rate, more on that when we come uh, or in, in just a moment here. But let's go to the phones. Uh, in St. Paul, Tor, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You're on the air. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, how's it going? We are, go right ahead. Okay. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I am. You are live and on the air, Tor, and uh, we're, we're uh, go right ahead. You know, this is really all rather predictable. If you go back to the infamous Pruitt-Igo complex in St. Louis, which opened in 1955 and eventually proved such a disaster that they demolished it in 1972, um, as a matter of fact, the the whole complex was designed by the architect of the original World Trade Centers, yep. Minoru Yamasaki. And when this thing went down in decay, he is quoted as saying, I never thought people were that destructive. <laughs> yeah, the, these these public, by the way, thanks for your call, Tor. Yeah, the people, uh, by the way, Tor, the bass player in my band, uh, Elephant in the Room, who will be playing three weeks from tonight at the Stillwater uh, Lounge and Lanes. Uh, Lanes and Lounge? Anyway, Stillwater Bowl and Lounge. Yeah, we'll come back to that next week. Anyway, uh, thanks for calling in, Tor. Yes, uh, PJ, uh, PJ O'Rourke um, put it really well. I mean, anything public, public transit, public... Uh, buildings, public uh, schools more and more these days are basically built along the same line as the public restroom. They are uh, eventually the public, uh, any part of the public using things that are truly public uh, will defer to, will we'll wind up winding down to the lowest common denominator, right? Uh, and, and as, I mean, well, it's, it's basic uh theory of entropy things don't become more orderly as they go unless something comes along to make them more orderly you put a train out there and let the public wander around free and do what it does naturally the parts that wander around and do icky disgusting or criminal things naturally will drive first of all the people who don't like crime and filth away and they uh, they basically 
they, they become the status quo. You're seeing this in New York, by the way, in New York public transit. For decades, in the 1970s, for example, subway trains in New York were almost completely covered outside and in with graffiti. And I, I know people who, who are scholars and fans of, of the, the parts of graffiti that, that did have pretensions as, as art, and there is some of that, but the vast majority of it is just, is just ugly and obscene. And New York subway trains, I mean, go ahead, Google, <laughs> looking for pictures of uh, New York subway trains back in the 1970s, literally, they all look like the inside of a public restroom, <laughs> inside and out. And Rudy Giuliani came along and declared war on graffiti and spent a lot of time, money, and effort uh, getting, first of all, New York uh, transit cops to pay attention and to start busting uh, graffiti artists and taggers and the like. Also spent a fair amount of money building uh, train washes, so if graffiti popped up on a train, they'd just run it through a chemical bath, peel it off, scrub it off, and, and it would be back on the road clean. Uh, fairly quickly. Oh, guess what? Mayor de Blasio has rolled all of that back, and New York trains are, again, starting to look like the insides of public toilets. And I don't mean the nice ones. Anything where the public roams free is eventually, uh, barring some effort to maintain order by things like, I don't know, the transit police, it will move from a, a state of order to disorder because faith in the public is a nice Pollyannish platitude, but it's a fool's errand anyway. Uh, we're, we were back to the Pioneer Press article on the subject. Christopher began. Uh, fellow uh, light rail operator Jeff Ziegler, who moved from Ohio to Coon Rapids to work for Metro Transit, said some nights he worries he's going to end up in the hospital. Uh, quote, I cannot calm down due to the trauma I experienced on the job, he said. Some lawmakers on the Legislative Commission on the Metro, uh, Metropolitan Government appeared shocked to hear of the conditions on the light rail trains. The fatal stabbing of a man in January on the blue line was mentioned a number of times. Quote, I'm very concerned about the safety of your workplace, end quote, said Senator Eric Pratt, a Republican from Prior Lake, who urged train operators to file complaints with the State Department of Labor. When the legislature convenes next week, improving safety on transit is expected to be a top priority. But Democrats and Republicans, here's a shock, have expressed very different ideas about how to go about it. The DFL-controlled House is expected to debate a bill that would hire a new force of transit ambassadors who would be able to write citations for fare evasion and would work to make trains safer. The proposal also includes, uh, includes decriminalizing fare skipping, making it a petty misdemeanor. So instead of not enforcing the fares, uh, or I should say giving only the most dilatory enforcement to uh, collection of fares like you have today, where people climb on the green line almost completely without fear of being picked up. And occasionally, once in a blue moon, a couple of transit cops will board a car and, and ask everyone to show their tickets or their fares or their, or their ride cards. Uh, and and I, when I say occasionally, I mean <clears throat> in a year and a half of riding the Vomit Comet to work five days a week, every day, for for a year and a half, I saw the transit police on the train maybe a half dozen times. I could, and, and by the way, when they would catch someone, far from being a misdemeanor, they would usually say, yeah, get off at the next stop and, and pay. Because almost everyone says, oh, I forgot. I thought I swiped it. must not have worked. By the way, that can happen sometimes. Uh, by the way, the, so we want to replace, and this is typical DFL, they want to replace a system where people pretty much ride for free without any consequence unless they happen to lose the transit cop lottery for that day and get onto the wrong car at the wrong time, uh, and generally speaking, have no consequences if they are caught, which costs us uh, the price of a couple of roaming transit cops, maybe up and down the line every once in a while, uh, to a group of extra government employees riding the train, writing meaningless tickets for a, an offense that isn't really treated as an offense. <laughs> I, I mean, so let's spend more money to earn less money is essentially what they're saying here. 
more government employees. That's really what it's about. Uh, quoting uh, Senator Frank Hornstein of Minneapolis, a DFL, of course, who chairs the House Transportation Committee, said lawmakers are committing to passing legislation to make transit safer. We need to make sure we have a very good and safe system, he said. So, yes, let's put a token number of unarmed uh civilians with no arrest authority and the ability to write worthless tickets for a not even slap on the wrist with two fingers offense for jumping the turnstiles i don't know how about making it pay to get on the train if you're going to have the stupid thing in the first place republicans have sought more police on trains and buses they also want new criminal penalties for people who loiter at transit stops that is so very very needed uh 651-289-4488 if you got questions or comments you can also join me on twitter at hashtag narn show that's n-a-r-n show northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot AM 1280, The Patriot. President Trump described his former press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, as a warrior with extraordinary talents. She stood by the president's side for two years, battling with the media and becoming the president's trusted confidant. Center of the American Experiment invites you to have dinner with Sarah Huckabee Sanders Saturday, April 4th at the Minneapolis Convention Center, where she'll share memorable moments from her time at the White House. Reserve your seats today at AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Bailey Greer Law Firm with principal offices in Memphis, Tennessee. If you or a loved one had a hernia mesh implanted after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement of hernia mesh, you may be entitled to substantial compensation. Hernia mesh implants can cause serious complications that require additional surgery to remove or replace the hernia mesh implant. If you had hernia mesh surgery any time after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement, call 800-631-7610. 800-631-7610. Across America. America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. My portfolio's diversified, my 401k's maxed, but my savings account just sat there till I switched it to Marcus by Goldman Sachs. I'm earning way more now, just between you and me. My savings are right on track, feels like I got upgraded for free. You can, Money. With an online savings account from Marcus by Goldman Sachs, you could earn much more interest than with the largest banks. Sign up at Marcus.com. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of January 21st, 2020 may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. This advertisement is being used for the purpose of soliciting sales of a timeshare plan. Restrictions apply. Go to westgateterms.com for complete offer terms. I took my family on a vacation like the one you're about to hear about, and we had an amazing time. And the best part about it was the price. If you're looking for an amazing, fun-filled vacation for you and your family for an unbelievable price, keep listening for details on how you can get a fabulous four-day vacation for just $99. Hey there, budget-minded travelers. Want a four-day vacation package for just $99? Be one of the first 100 callers right now to Westgate Resorts to book this amazing offer. Westgate Resorts has your next dream vacation for just $99. Call right now to learn more. 800-793-1147. 800-793-1147. 800-793-1147. Again, that's 800-793-1147. Paid for by Westgate Resorts. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, I'm here today. Brad Carlson in tomorrow from 1 to 3. King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network, we've been dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio for pretty much as long as anyone's cared about Twin Cities Weekend Radio. Coming up on an anniversary ourselves here, just about a month away, a little less than a month. 
four weeks from today. Be the 16th anniversary of this broadcast. That makes us the longest-lived conservative talk show in Twin Cities radio history. Yeah, I know Jason Lewis is on the air for a long time, but it was two different hitches. Uh, so in terms of continuous broadcasting, we're it. We're the king of the hill. And we and as a result, we dominate Twin Cities weekend radio, which means, let's be honest, we dominate Twin Cities radio. It's not just a matter of perceptions that the light rail system in the Twin Cities is more dangerous. It is. Now, I've got my friends who live out in the suburbs who say they wouldn't dream of coming into the cities at all because uh, of the crime and the congestion and the, and the expense and the, uh, and the bizarre social policies. And, and I get it. The fact is that Twin Cities, for the most part, are just about as safe as Burnsville. I mean, my, my neighborhood in the Midway is, I mean, north of Thomas, you may as well be in Woodbury for the most part. I mean, there's the occasional little outbreak of unpleasantness, but for the most part, the crime rates have been low. In most of the city, you go to most of St. Paul, even even most of Minneapolis, uh, crime isn't bad. It's not that big of a problem. No worse than it is in, I don't know, Egan, for that matter, if you want to get right down to it, Roseville. But you got your little pockets of crime. Uh, Dayton's Bluff, the North End, Frogtown, University Avenue, pretty much the midway south of Thomas and north of the freeway, and probably north of Selby, really. Minneapolis, of course, North Minneapolis, and to some extent Phillips, although that's cleaned up a lot in the last 30 years. Uh, the The point being that, that, that light rail has served to extend the blight. We talked about the businesses uh, there's also a general sense for people who live within a few blocks of University Avenue that it has done exactly as predicted, served as mass transit for criminals. People have a rapid way, rapid transit to get from Target Field in the warehouse district to anywhere they want up and down both lines. Uh, it was observed in 2004 that the crime level at the Mall of America spiked. Because suddenly, anyone who wanted to come down and, and cause trouble or just be a malingering uh, pest could get there for free via the train and get there quickly and get out quickly. And again, let's be honest, do it for free because nobody is checking the fares. Uh, anyway, uh, and 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 then it became a rolling homeless shelter and. It's not just a matter of perceptions. Last November, uh, the Star Tribune broke form and did an article noting that crime, serious crime, not just property crime, not just lifestyle crimes, but serious crime is on the rise on the light rail. Uh, and it's stressing that uh, compared with the number of people who ride, it's still, quote, very safe. But perception is reality, folks. Uh, and they ran a graph here. Uh, the in 2018, the blue line had about 110 serious crimes. That went up to about 130 you know, last year, 2019. The green line uh, had considerably higher crime both years. Uh, in, in 2018, they were around 175 serious crimes, uh, defined as aggravated assaults, thefts, uh, robberies, uh, and other serious crimes, including the occasional homicide. Uh by the way, that went up to about 225 in 2019 last year and shows no signs of decreasing. Uh, by the way, that doesn't count the areas, the five stops where the blue and green lines run together in downtown Minneapolis uh, from Target Field over to the stadium uh, where crime there went up. I mean, those just on those five stops, roughly a mile and a half of train. Uh, came up to about 100 last year from about 90 the previous year. So you do the math. Oh, that's right. I'm from the generation that actually did math. Uh, that's about the 325, about 400 and some serious crimes on the train last year. Now, I'll need to sit down and calculate out what that comes down to per passenger, per passenger mile. Uh, but if you want to say it's still very safe, yes. If you're one of the uh, 42,000 people a day who ride the train, you may not run into a serious crime every time you take the trip. But, and the, the rate may be 
competitive with the rate of people going about their business everywhere else in society. But I have to have a hunt. I have to suspect that your chances of running afoul some form of ne'er-do-well up to no good uh, are considerably higher on both trains than they are anywhere else in society, even on the bus. And believe me, you don't have to ride any of the buses long to, to find some examples of real retrograde behavior, as, the, as, as people call it. Uh, so on the one hand, tra- crime is rising, and it's risen not just on the trains, but in the neighborhoods around them. I mean, the extent to which homicide has, uh, over drug crimes especially, has migrated to up and down University Avenue in the past 10 years should wake people up. It won't, but it should. I, and and, this, and that leaves out all of the stupid, petty, venal crimes that happen all the time. A, a niece of a fellow parishioner at my church was stabbed in the back last summer at the Hamlin Avenue station, which is not the most malevolent part of the Twin Cities transit. So that would be the uh, the central station, downtown St. Paul, where you get that, your spidey sense is tinging away all over the place when you're down at central station, especially after dark. Uh, Hamlin Avenue, that's the one I usually go to if I'm going to take the train. And yeah, somebody came up and, and stabbed her in the back. No no apparent motive whatsoever. Oh, she's fine. She was treated and released. It wasn't a, a serious stabbing, if you can say that a stabbing is ever not serious. Uh, but it goes further to create the perception that what you have rolling through St. Paul and, to a lesser extent, Minneapolis, is a uh, rolling crime lab and mass transit for ne'er-do-wells and thugs. And as a result, this coming June, by the way, that is going to talk about the 20 people that have been killed by trains in the metro area in the last 16 years. I'm going to be holding a transit memorial day this June. Uh, More about that uh, when we come back. Uh, When we come back, actually, Julia Coleman joins us on the Northern Alliance Radio Network running for Senate and Senate District 47. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money, $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow 
protecting you and those you love. And we are there as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM 1280 The